This is Joe Netter, the Hana Killer, and you're listening to Without Your Head. of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil and i'm joined by horror actress of automation the upcoming blind and currently of rootwood which is out right now sarah french it's very good to have you here hello thank you for having me neil yeah it's good to talk to you i've met i've um i don't know if i've been in areas where you've been like at rock and shock but i don't know if i've ever like uh talked to you that's right yeah, yeah. Um, Rock and Shock. God, I love that show. Yeah, me too. Oh, and I did see you at um, the Hanukkah uh, screening. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a great screening. Fun. It was. Yeah, I forgot to mention Hanukkah as well. But yeah, I was out, that was my last time I was out in L.A. I don't know if, when I'll get out there again with everything that's happening, but I had a good time out there. Yeah, well, let's hope it's uh, sooner than later. Yes, yes. <laughs> Because we want to get back to work. Jesus. Yeah. We're going crazy. When I talked to Joe, Joe Netter, for people who don't know or don't remember the the interview a couple weeks ago, um, he said this was, you know, last year, not to start a bad note, but he said last, well, this is a good note, will become a bad note. Well, last year was the first year that you, you guys supported yourselves strictly on, you know, movies, uh, you know, movie business. So how does this affect you? Well, well, luckily, before this whole thing went down, um, Joe, you know, got a really good writing gig. So that basically is supporting us through this. But for artists right now, it's really hard because, you know, everyone, we all live by, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, we never know when the next paycheck is coming in. Um, so it's been it's been a challenge. But, you know, luckily, we're doing OK. Um 
you know, and it's just, it's, it's a really tough time right now, you know, and that's why we got to try to all support each other. I mean, it's so important. Um, we're still buying, you know, we're supporting musicians. We're buying records, CDs, downloading music, you know, paying for it on iTunes and, um, you know, buying movies, streaming movies on Amazon. It's just, it's so important to support the arts right now because that's what's getting us through this. Mm-hmm. Music, movies, it's keeping our mind off of what's happening in the world right now. And, you know, it's just, it's so important to support that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, anytime it's shitty to, like, you know, legally download something, but right now, oh, especially. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no. Do not do that ever. <laughs> right. Because that's what pays us. You know, uh-huh. I mean, we need to make that money so we can keep, you know, working in the arts and keep, you know, doing what we can do to entertain people. You know, we need that. Um, filmmakers need that. So, yeah. So anyway, anybody can support, you know, the arts, music, anything. It's just, it's really important right now. Yeah. So many of my friends, you know, were in the same boat, you know, either work movies and then like a lot of people I know from the conventions, you know, like, t- oh my God, yes, yes. they don't, you know, they can't go to and sell. So they have to do the online sales or from understand, uh, you know, they don't do as many online sales as they do, you know, at conventions. Of course, because it's when you see it in person is you're like, you know, it's a last minute thing. You're like, oh yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any, you know, especially online sales are really important right now too. Um, you know, and Amazon's, you know, saying things are going to slow down for them, you know, to deliver things, but mm-hmm. they've actually been, I, we've been getting stuff in the mail, um, pretty regularly on time yeah, actually. I so I think yeah, they're just it, saying that, but who knows? Yeah. It's really only maybe a day difference. It's not really anything you, uh, you exactly. Know. No, yeah. no, no. Exactly. The only thing, uh, Amazon, because I sell the Without Your Head shirts through Amazon. And so right oh, now yeah. they're not they're not doing the merch on Amazon. Oh, it's, no. The, the wording is really weird. It's like you can add stuff to it, but no one can buy it because no one can see it. And then they're like, but we'll still send you the, uh, you know, the money you get. But if no one can buy it, I'm not sure what money they're supposed to be sending me. But shit. Well, <laughs> very God. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Neil. I hope, you know, they get their shit together. Yeah, I guess it's it's just temporary until okay, uh, things good. are a little more normal, I suppose. But yeah, and, and good, good. And speaking of Amazon, I just got something in the mail the other day. I posted about yeah. it on my uh, Facebook and Instagram, but um, Rootwood, I got my movie in the mail oh, nice. the other day, a hard Very copy good. DVD. Yep, su- super happy about that. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great, you know, just having your movie in your hands. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Had had you seen the finished movie before? Yes, yes. Um, Marcel had our director had um, a screening. Um, gosh, I'd say like a year ago we had a screening um, for the you know the cast and crew, and um, you know he's really good about that. He's good about you know um, just give you know when something's finished, having us all over, having a little party, and you know being able to watch what we created. You know, and it's it's so great. I love Marcel. Yeah, I had him on the show years ago when he was still in Germany when he did um, uh, the remake of um, Blood Feast, which I thought was oh. was great. Oh my god, that movie is really good, really yeah. really well done. Yeah, and I have my doubts because I love uh, 
I love the original Blood Feast, and I love Herschel Gordon-Lewis movies, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was like you remaking this, because it's a very weird movie to begin with. But no, it was it was it was awesome. I loved it. And it was a uh, great performances by everybody, and it's cool to see him really. Uh, you know, he came to the states, and now he's making a lot of movies all the time. Yeah, Marcel's keeping very busy, and that's what we want to do. And you know, I'm sure Joe talked about it um, on his interview. But you know, kind of how the whole thing started was, you know, we we're all just friends. You know, especially with Blind. Um, you know, we were all friends first and foremost. It was our Taco Tuesday group, um, and you know. Everybody in the arts, you know, out here are our friends. So we're like, let's let's make a movie together. And then, you know, Marcel had a dream. Um, and he came over to our house the next day. And he, uh, I'll let him tell the story. But that's, that's kind of how Blind started was from a dream. And, you know, we kind of got talking about, about it at our place. And um, it kind of started. And, you know, five weeks to the day of Joe... Uh, of Marcel's dream, uh, blind kind of came about. Wow! So he had, so the I'll blind let, I'll, story. I'll let Marcel. It? I'll let Marcel tell the whole story, but that's sure. kind of just a quick version of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, like you said, you let him tell the story. But so, so he did. He tell like the the dream to Joe, who then wrote the screenplay. Yes. All right, that's very interesting. Yeah, he had a dream. He wrote it down in the morning when he woke up, blind, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he basically, it was, if I remember correctly, it was, he dreamed, dreamt about a girl being stalked in her house and she was blind. So, um, so yeah, so crazy, you know, I mean, Uh. that's kind of how things happen. It just, you know, it just somehow happens and, you know, it it all comes from somewhere. And, um, yeah, he told Joe about it and Joe kind of, he stood up, crossed his arms. He does like this certain look (laughs) and i knew that hamster wheel was turning in his brain (laughs) he's like he's like we can we can do this so Uh i think he wrote the script the screenplay in like five days Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) that's pretty wild so yeah when i was out in la i you know i was only out there i was out there for two weeks one week we were making a movie then the week was just going around doing stuff but uh you could tell there's a cool horror community there and most people know each other and there's like little groups of friends who make stuff together and yeah uh, it was really cool to see no yeah and it's it's so important especially you know working in you know being an independent artist is you know you gotta you gotta just make stuff for yourself like you just have to do it you can't really rely on anybody else um you know to make it for you if you want something done you have to do it for yourself and that's you know you just have to use your resources um you know have people that you can trust you can count on um and luckily for us it was you know a really wonderful group of friends that got together to do this and you know, it, it it worked out. Did you get a chance to see Blind yet, Neil? I have not. Yeah, I've not seen Blind yet. Unfortunately, okay. I'm looking forward to it. And I honestly, not because you're here, but all like the the uh, the poster art and like the just the graphics for it is very cool. Because the guy, I don't know if he's the killer, or what's going on, but he's very unsettling looking. He's very creepy looking. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Jed Rowan nailed it. He nailed it. Um, he's a great character actor. Um, he really brought that character to life pretty boy and um i can't wait for you to see it we should be having some good news about the film coming up pretty soon so all right 
keep your your eyes and ears peeled. I will definitely be talking about it. But <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of cool people I like are involved. I know Michael St. Michael's has a small uh, uh, part in it, which uh, yes, he's I been very it. he's been very happy for me to ha- to have you on the show. He's a big Aww, fan. Oh, so. I love Michael. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> He's so great. And he was so great to work with. Um, you know, he's just so much fun. And yeah, I, I can't wait for everyone to see this movie. It's it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael is great. I, well, I, and and yeah. you had you had Tyler Gallant on um, yes. what, last week, too, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which which you said, uh, which you helped set that one up. Yes. Um, he is in the movie as well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's he's great in it. I mean, Tyler's an amazing actor. You know, he he really pays close attention to the character and really brings that character to life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so was, it, was this the first movie you made that uh, Joe wrote the uh, screenplay for? Um, no, actually, uh, the first movie that Joe and I actually the well, my first movie was actually a screenplay he wrote. My very first movie. That's kind of how we met. Okay. Yeah, I think he told me that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called a, a Pajama Party Massacre. Please don't look it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first movie, you know. So uh-huh. no, it's a lot of fun. But um, Joe basically uh, he cuts my head off and beats my friend with it. So <laughs> right, right. You know that is kind of a great first impression. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Says yeah. a lot about both of you, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. We did that movie together. He wrote that, and he also plays the killer in that. And then we did a few other movies after that. And then, then it was a long stretch before we, I worked on his screenplay. So, Blind was, I think it was like ten years, a ten year stretch that I didn't work on anything of his. Mm-hmm. And then Blind was the first one in a while. Yeah. So. Uh, you said you like, you know, you guys were friends, Marcel and, and, and the people yes. involved. So did you know Marcel before you did Rootwood or did you meet him on Rootwood? So basically I met Marcel the Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving before we shot, uh, Rootwood, which we shot, I believe in January. So, um, I met Marcel in November and we actually met at Alyssa's house for Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, we, we got to talking and. Uh, we hung out a few times after that. You know, LA is big, but it's small, so you tend to run into people a lot. Right. A lot of the same people. You know, you run in the same groups. Um, so he asked. I guess he asked if I wanted to be a part of his movie, check out his screenplay, um, and I guess that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. By the way, when I was in LA, I went to the um, uh, horror mo- horror trivia night in uh, Burbank. Oh, yeah. And one of the questions was how how many movies has Alyssa Dowling and Sarah French been in together? No way. Yeah, it You're was because the director of automation was there, and I think uh, if you oh, got that wow. question, you won a, a copy of it. Oh my god, that's amazing! Um, <laughs> I don't I don't even know that answer. <laughs> I don't remember the answer now. I'm sorry, but but no. I was like, wow, that's like a, a crazy. Well, honestly, all the questions were. I I think I know a lot about horror until I went to the trivia night. Then I was like, I, I'm just a, a fraud. I don't I don't know half or ninety percent. No, of the 
I, that's why I, I can't go to those things because like, I know a lot about horror, but they ask like really hard questions that there's no chance in hell I would get. <laughs> yeah. It was like but, the, what's the death count of RoboCop two. Oh, I was Jesus. Like, who, who, who could, it was like 96. And I was like, who would, could possibly know that? Do they give you like an A, B, or C? That one they did, but okay, some of them good. they did. And I was just like, uh, how? There's no way, no any. I, if the if the kill count was like five, maybe someone would know. But ninety six, like who would who could possibly just know that? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um. No, Alyssa and I. Gosh, I've known her now. I think close to five years. And we've worked on so many movies, so many projects, music videos, feature films. Um, she's great. I, I love Alyssa, and she's awesome in Rootwood. Again, Tyler Gallant, he's great in Rootwood as well. Um, you know, we have Felissa Rose, and, you know, it's it was a really fun cast, a really great cast. Um, and, and Rootwood is out now. It just uh, came out on streaming. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that and DVD. Um, so if you guys, you know, since we're all stuck at home, it's definitely one to check out, which you have seen, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. And there's a lot of chemistry between you, Tyler and Alyssa, which, um, you could tell like you guys are friends, but that really adds to the movie. It comes across that these are actual friends in the movie, you know, and that's, that's really important because, you know, the three of us are, you know, the main cast in the movie. Um, and it was very, Marcel wanted to make sure that we all clicked, that we all worked really well together. Um, and he did a great job putting us all together. Um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't really know Tyler at the time. Um, I met him at, I believe, Automation Rap Party, which, you know, is again, it's a small world. Mm. Um, and then a few other times after that, but we got together the week before filming for rehearsals, it was me, Tyler and Alyssa. And we, you know, went over our lines and everything. And, um, we just all kind of clicked, you know, and it's, I'm very fortunate. I'm very happy that, you know, it worked out so well. Cause you know, with these, these independent movies, you just don't know. Sometimes you don't know who you're working with or in any movies or TV shows. You don't know who you're working with, what you're getting into. Um, and so it's, it was great clicking with everybody on set. Like there was no drama. Um, everyone, you know, they gave it their all because it's, again, it's, it's a low budget film, Mm -hmm. but so you really have to be on it. You really have to be prepared because we don't have time for five, 10 takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so important that, you know, we all kind of, we, we all clicked. We all worked well together and, you know, didn't bring any drama. It's so important. Mm-hmm. I've known Alyssa for a long time, too, through the conventions, like at Days of the Dead. She actually got me kicked off YouTube for a little while. Not like intentionally. <laughs> I had a video. It's It'll sound like it's this really sh- shady video, but it wasn't. It was her in a body bag for like a Girls and Corpses <gasps> magazine. Oh, I've seen that. And it got me kicked. <laughs> it, it was like it was deemed pornography. And I was just like, what? And like, so I was kicked off YouTube what? for like six months. This was using, and like, I couldn't fight it or anything. It was very strange. <laughs> it wasn't even like adult or anything. It was just straight up like banned from uh, YouTube. Oh no. That's but so it's really funny. cool to see her doing really well too. And she's in uh, tons of stuff lately. Yeah. Um, and you know, we did automation together. We actually, we shot automation, um, 
let's see. We shot animation in January, and then we felt, and then we filmed Rootwood in March. Mm-hmm. I'm like bad with dates, but so yeah. So we worked on automation together, and then a few months after that, we shot uh, Rootwood. But she's great in automation too. Um, yeah, I mean that that was such a fun movie. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see that one yet. I have not seen automation, but uh, it's it's a I like things about um, AI and stuff, so it's definitely something I would enjoy. I think. Oh, totally. It's, um, you know, and, uh, basically, um, yeah, it was, it was such a fun, you know, shoot again, it's, you know, a low, a low budget film, but it's, you know, there's a lot of heart in it. Um, and you know, it, it was just a lot of fun and Alyssa was great. Uh, Sadie was in that one as well. Um, Sadie Katz, who was also in Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Perry Shen, Graham Skipper, a lot of great folks. Yeah, now Sadie's great too. I've had her on many times. Oh Another yeah, person, oh that's right. They, they 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 talk to me and then uh, they their careers uh, do really well. I think it's. Uh, oh oh, I'm glad I'm talking to you. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm in good but, hands. Exactly. So uh, what was there a lot of was that a physical movie to make um, Rootwood because you're outside a lot? Oh boy, <laughs> it was. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like I'm a very, like those who know me, I'm constantly hiking. I'm outdoors. I'm a very outdoorsy person. Um, so it was really nice being able to, being able to work in the forest. We were in, um, God, what was that? I'm brain farting what forest it was, but it was by Malibu. Oh, Malibu Creek Park. Okay. And it's huge. It's vast. It's, you know, um, it was very physical because there were mo- there were times you know, in the movie where we had to climb up hills, like big hills and, you know, go through, uh, you know, deep brush just to get to certain, you know, spots in the forest because, you know, it was so beautiful. There were so many beautiful, you know, places to shoot there. Um, and, but yeah, it was definitely very physical, um, especially at night. Um, we, there were a lot of night scenes um, and, you know, it gets really cold. Like, no matter where you live, it gets really cold at night, even in, you know, Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that when I was out in L.A. I, yes. I, I didn't expect that. Uh, I expected I'd be very hot the whole time. But, yeah. No. And, and after I was there a little while, like, uh, I had to wear my hoodie and stuff. I was like, yeah, and know. then when I came back home, I was, like, absolutely freezing. It was, like, 20 degrees or something. But, That's funny. Well, especially yeah. in especially in the um, the winter months and the, the early spring months, it gets it gets pretty chilly here. Yeah, I was there in December, so yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, it's Even weird. Rain. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Um, it's weird. Even like when Joe and I first moved here, we we moved here in January, and it was like ninety degrees. It hasn't been that since. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's just know, a fool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm fine with because I like you know sixties, seventies, eighties. You know, weather is nice. Yeah, yeah. I I used to not be affected by the cold when I was like three hundred forty pounds, but now that I'm under two hundred pounds, I know what people are talking about uh, about the cold. And I apologize (laughs) to anyone who used to share a hotel with me because I used to put the AC like as low as it would go or high as it would. Oh my god! Now I realize how how annoying that probably was. (laughs) Hey, trust me, I totally get you because Joe runs hot. I uh-huh. run cold. So he's always wanting the air conditioning on or the fan on, and I'm just freezing. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I totally get it. <laughs> so when when you moved out to LA, mm-hmm. um, was was that a was that a big decision to make? Let's you know move out to LA and, and pursue you know uh, movies. Oh my God, was it ever? It was. It was really. Uh, it was really a hard decision, and the hardest part about it was leaving friends and family. You know, yeah. that's that's always the hardest. Um, you know, and Joe has three girls and, you know, it, it was, it was really hard on them. It was hard on us. Um, but they, you know, our family and friends, they supported us, um, through this whole thing and we love them and appreciate them so much. Um, because, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this without them, without their support. Um, but, you know, Joe and I left, we had two, we had day jobs that we had for, you know, six to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot of people know this about me, but while, you know, I've been in the film industry now since 2006, but I, you know, I've always had a day job. Mm-hmm. I've had to, because, you know, obviously doing what I do at the time anyway, didn't pay the bills. Cause I lived in Minnesota um, you know, the film industry is great out there, but you can't survive on it. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we both had day jobs that we had for a long time and, you know, it was hard leaving that it's hard. And, and I say this all the time. I'm a Taurus. I don't like change. Change is the most difficult thing for me. Uh-huh. Um, so, but it was the right decision to make and, you know, and we're super happy here. We're so grateful, you know, for all the opportunities that we've had. Um, and and luckily, I was able to start my career living in Minnesota. But I would do what helped me was, um, you know, I did conventions and I would make, you know, make appearances at conventions and I would meet, you know, other actors, directors, producers, <laughs> fans, you know, I would meet people get myself out there. And I think that really helped, you know, networking, networking is so important. It's so important. You can't just sit home expecting people to call you. Um, Hey, I got this great, you know, really great gig. You know, you're hired this and that. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it happens, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) you, you really have to put yourself out there. You have to get out there. You have to be a people person to a certain extent. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've uh, done a few things this last year in movies, but a lot of it was through that going to the conventions, the Mm -hmm. festivals and just being you have to be like if you're someone that people like to be around, uh, then they're going to want you around in their, you know, in their movies (laughs) or at the convention, wherever it is. That sounds like very simple, but it's true. Well, and, you know, again, I mean, I've said this before so many times. Word travels fast in our industry. If you're a good person. If you come to set prepared, you're ready, you're on time, you're, you know, respectful, you don't cause drama, all that plays a part. And, and that makes such a difference. It word travels fast. If you, if you're a diva in any way, if you're not prepared, you're not, you know, on time, like that shit will hurt you. I mean, listen, we're do we, we do this because we love it. Do we do it for the paycheck? Well, you know, of course, sometimes, but you know, we do it because we love it. And, you know, I'm grateful for any opportunity that comes my way. You know, I'm happy to be on set. 
you know, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, and I will always be. And, you know, I don't take any of this for granted. We can't because there's not a, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there and we have to really kind of, you know, seize the moment and, you know, really just appreciate what we have. I, you know, <laughs> I could go on a whole tangent, but do you see what I'm saying? Of course. I agree hundred percent. It's like, yeah. but some of these people, let me tell you, I, I could go a whole tangent on this, but so many people come to set, they're grumpy, you know, they hate life. They, they hate, you know, just, it's like, then why are you here? Yeah. And that, you know, that, uh, that, affects, that affects everyone's mood yes. and the whole, the whole atmosphere. It completely does. It's like, just because you have a bad at, don't bring your bad attitude to set because, you know, that affects everybody. It really does. I mean, that's why you want to create environments that are positive. They're happy. They're, you know, we're glad to be here. You know, we're excited. Yeah. Um, don't come to set with your shitty attitude because you hate life. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Only you can fix it. Nobody else can fix that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that the conventions, like I've known, I won't say any names or anything, but people that might not necessarily be like an A-list guest, mm-hmm. but they're fun to be around. And then you see them at all the conventions and then people that may even be like a pretty big guest. Uh, if they're not, you could tell they're not happy to be there. Uh, oh, I not, know what you're saying. Gonna be, they're not going to be around at many conventions. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you're not happy, then don't fucking do it. Right. Like, like, like I, I, but, but I, I get it. You know, I, and, and I'm sure for some of them, you know, that's really, you know, uh, maybe that's their only income for the, you know, right. for the next couple of months and they, they hate it, but, but you still, you got to put on a face for yeah. the fans. That is why you're there. You have to uh, put, put that smile on, even if you're, you know, hating life, don't show that because that makes you look bad. And then it, it makes people like, are they really like that all the time? We don't ever, you know, you don't know if that person coming up to you, to your table, you don't know if they're a director or a producer or have some in, in the film industry that maybe they want to work with you down the road. Um, you always have to put on a face. Like, you know, y- mm-hmm. you just have to. Yeah. I think that's good advice for anyone who wants to do anything. And uh, yes. even if it's not act or anything, just be involved in movies or even if they, if they do a podcast, if you go to the right. conventions or whatever, and you're nice, people are more likely to come on your show, you know, just in general, it's a, it's a good thing to do. And plus it's also the right thing to do to be nice to people. No, it is. But the sad thing is there's so many people out there that just, they, they don't. And it's, but that's not my problem. You know what I mean? That's, yeah that's their problem and that's something they need to work on. And, um, you know, it's just your career isn't going to go nowhere with that attitude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So were you, uh, were you a horror movie fan before you, you were in the horror movies? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, of course. Um, I, at the age of five, um, like I was like five or six when I saw my first horror movie, and it was Child's Play. Oh, nice! That uh, someone else <laughs> recently that had was it was their same movie, the first one they saw. Really? I can't remember who it was now, but um. So the story goes how I, well. Okay, so first off, my mom, you know, she she was a single parent, you know, small town Minnesota, and um, 
you know, we we lived right across the street from the our Lutheran church that we would go to every Sunday. And so she was very religious, you know, and which, you know, that's fine. Um, but she would never let us watch anything like, mm-hmm. you know, she would say like, we would want to watch you married with children, my sister and I, and she would say, you know, that's, that's evil. That's horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't, you can't watch anything with people kissing, you know, or foul language, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. So when you tell kids, no, what do the they want to do? Exactly. Right. They want to watch that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so basically by her telling us no all the time made me want to, you know, yeah. check out these things that, you know, she, she frowned upon. So uh, my grandma was babysitting my sister and I, and um, she took us to the, the local, uh, you know, movie store, which I miss so much. I do too. Yes. Right. Cause uh-huh. you would, you would get these titles just by looking at the picture. Oh yeah, that was the best. Oh yeah, you go. I'd go to usually the horror section or the new releases and find some crazy look. And sometimes the cover would have absolutely nothing to do with the movie. Right. And sometimes, but either way, it was it was you, that's it. how you would get the yeah. Like oh wow, this looks insane. I gotta get. It. I remember that's. I really wanted to get uh, Motel Hell because of uh, the pictures of the guy with the. Uh, with the pig head on and, and the, and the chainsaw <laughs> I would see in the, in like the Fangoria magazines or oh one of the monster God, magazines. Yes. I was like, I have to see this. That was one of the first movies. My mom let me watch anything, but that was one of the first so movies lucky. my mom rented. Yeah. <laughs> Single mom as well, but she let me rent uh motel hell Aww. back in the day. And oh, I still that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'm kind of dating myself, uh, uh-huh. you know, cause I went, you know, rented VHS as well. Um, <laughs> But so, you know, our grandma brought us to the to the um, the video store and we were looking around and I saw child's play. And, you know, I can't remember what the cover was. Was it Chucky on the cover on the first one? I think it is. I th- it doesn't he have like a I'm going I'm to cheat. And look no, this up, the si- I, yeah. Look it up. The scissor one is the second one, I think. Oh, it is. Because that's Pretty what I have in my mind. Yeah. The, okay. the scissors. For some like, reason, he- I think that's the one that you see a lot. I'm post. super brain farting, and this, and I promise I am a true horror fan. Uh, oh no, we won't. We won't question. But of course, I put in Child's Play, and all the ones that come up are like the the, the new one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, of course. But it, the what? one with the scissors comes up in all these pictures. Uh, that's what I have in my mind with the one with the that's, scissors. But you're yeah. right, that's part two. So you've proven that you are a a fan. But I guess he's got a knife in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So you know, I saw it, and I was like, okay. My sister and I are like, all right, let's try to, you know, get our grandma to rent us this. So she rented it for us. And I don't remember if we gave her some story like, oh, grandma, it's just, you know, some kids movie with dolls and blah, blah, blah. Right. There's child I, in the title. Listen, so so- I think she knew, but she was what? just like, ah, you know, because grandmas are cool. Right. They kind of let you get away with just about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we rented it, you know, we brought it home and watched it and it just it just gave me this feeling, you know, how horror movies, when you first, you know, get into horror movies, it just gives you that you're just scared and it's exhilarating. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's what really started my love for horror because I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I want to watch more. Give me more. What else can I, you know, sink my teeth into? Um, Yeah. And I was like five or six. So, and that's kind of, you know, how it all began. My love of horror. Um, and, uh, yeah, now that's really all I ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So wh- how old were you when you like you thought, well, I would like to be in the horror movies? Well, you know, looking back, I've always um, liked entertaining people. Because I've thought about this a lot. I was like, where where did this all come from? Where did this start? Um, You know, at one point in my life when I was a kid, I lived on a farm in small town, Minnesota. And I lived on a farm for like, it was like four or five years. And, um, you know, your imagination runs wild. Back then, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. You know, we didn't, we had to be creative and, you know, do things as kids that, you know, we had fun with you. You had to create, and um, you know we would have family members come. When family members would come over, my sister and I would put on like little plays and stuff like that for them. So I think that's kind of where like my love of creating and um, where that all started. Mm-hmm. As far as horror movies, I would have to say my my teens. When I was uh, when I was fifteen, I moved to the big the cities. Uh, which was a huge change for me because I, you know, I grew up in a small town of three, two, three thousand people. So um, when I was a teenager, we moved to the cities and um, we're just my school. We had like three thousand people. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I, I found friends that I clicked with and uh, we would, you know, make our own little horror movies, um, you know, at home and you know, I wasn't into drugs or alcohol or anything like that. Um, I was a, a, a pretty straight edge kid, but you know, I loved horror and metal. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we would just, I would write little scripts, little short horror scripts. And, you know, my friends and I, we had our big VHS camera camcorder yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, you know, we would just, you know, have fun with it and create. And that's where the horror like where I kind of wanted to start doing horror movies is when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, are, are any of those online anywhere? Do you know, like any of your friends ever put no. those on YouTube? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I have, I have them. I oh, have you have, you have them. All right, all right. But you're not putting them up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows if the VHS even works anymore? It might disintegrate. That's right. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if those things last, you know. Yeah, I have a bunch here, but I don't have a working VCR, so I don't, I don't know if any of them work. Oh my god, you know, we had so much fun, and um, you know, and I did my. It, it was weird. I, I've always been an introvert my whole life, up until I was probably, um, up until I graduated, I was an introvert. You know, I was quiet. I kept to myself, you know, all of my friends were kind of like that too. We kind of just had our own tight knit group in, you know, high school. Um, but what really helped me like kind of break free from that was performing in front of the camera. Um, and I was, uh, God, I don't remember. It was like 2004. Again, I'm dating myself here. <laughs> 2004, uh, my boyfriend at the time was in a band called Impaler. It was a, a, a shock rock metal band based out of Minnesota. They're still together. Great. You know, I love the music. Um, great guys. Um, we, were at a, we were at a concert and a photographer came up to me and he was he gave me his card. He's like, I love your look because at the time I had a very like gothic look. Okay. I was a goth girl. I had black hair, you know the black makeup, the, the leather, the studs, all that. 
<laughs> um, he and he, you know, he was an alternative goth um, photographer. And so he gave me his card. He's like, I love your look. You know, come shoot with me. I would, you know, love to have you. And I was, I look at him. I was like, wait, what? You want to shoot me? Like, oh. I looked at the card. I was like, yeah, sure, buddy. But I put it in my pocket. Um, it was just weird because I'd never, like, really thought about it. Um, I would say I gave it a few months after that. I found the card. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I get a hold of this guy and see, you know, see what this is all about? Um, I contacted a few models that he shot with before just to see, you know, if he's like the real deal and not some creeper dude. Because right. there's a lot out there, let me tell uh-huh. you. Fortunately, I've, you know, come across him, but, you know, I've learned a lot over the years, luckily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they said, he's great. Shoot with him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. So I contacted him. We set up a shoot. And I, that was like 2005. Um, so I loved being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I found my new love of being in front of the camera was modeling. So after him, I set up a bunch of other shoots with other photographers. I was doing all sorts of different um, shoots all across Minnesota. Um, and I'd say about six months after that, I was like, you know what? You know, I I still had the love for horror. I was like, I always wanted to be that girl running through the woods, half naked, covered in blood, screaming, you know, um, trying to get away from a killer. Or, you know, I wanted to be, you know whooping ass, you know, right. kicking ass, you know, yeah. killing motherfuckers too. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I was like, you know what? And, and let me tell you, I had, I didn't know anybody in the film industry when I got started. No one. Zilch. Nada. I, I kind of just, I, I went online and um, I found a, at the time it was like a blog or forum or something. I, I can't remember what it was, like a horror forum or a blog, I guess um, they were casting for a um, short film called Pajama Party Massacre. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out and just to see what this is all about, because, you know, I, I, I got so used to being in front of the camera after modeling. I was like, I want to, I want to get into film. I want to try that, you know? Yeah, of course. So I met the, these filmmakers, um, NFTS Productions, based out of Minnesota. Um, we met up at, our, I think it was a cafe, and we just had a conversation. We we got along really well, and they're like, "You are the Jennifer character we were looking for." So they basically hired me right on the spot. <laughs> there was no audition, nothing. Uh-huh. Um, they just really liked my attitude. I was enthusiastic. I was excited. I was like, I want to try this. Was I a good actor at the time? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They, they saw, you know, how excited I was and, right. and you know, that I wanted to do it. I mean, why not? So that's, that's kind of where all that started. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did. Th- I, was she, say, I did look up the poster, your next three pajama oh my party God. masters. You see Joe? That's Joe in the mask. All right. I like that he's he's uh, credited as the axe-wielding madman. Yes, which which he is. <laughs> in the movie and out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. In the movie right. and in real life. Right, right. <laughs> no, we had, you know, we had so much fun. I God, after that movie, I was just like I I craved it. I was like this is what I want. And what I forgot to mention was I actually, I went to college, but I actually went to college for criminal justice. Oh, wow. um, I was in uh, college for two years. And then, th- and then 
I actually took some acting classes while I was in college, like theater classes, um, because that was, you know, you can do extra credits or, you know, something like that. Um, And so I took theater classes and yeah, but I started doing these movies and I was like, eh, I don't want to do criminal justice anymore. I want to be an actress. (laughs) So unfortunately, I didn't get my degree, but... Um, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, do of that course. for a few years and, yeah. you know, I, you know, it just wasn't meant for me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you said like your family and friends were supportive. Were they supportive of that, of, uh, of leaving school to, to pursue acting? Well, like I said, my mom's pretty religious. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh, that's a whole story. <laughs> well, I might as, I might as well say it because most people know this about me anyway. Um, so when I first started modeling, I, I kind of just got into nude modeling. I don't know how (laughs) it just somehow happened. Um, you know, I'm very comfortable with myself. I always have been, I, I don't have a problem with nudity at all. Um, and for those who have seen my movies, you know, they know that. Um, and so my mom, (laughs) I didn't really tell her about the whole modeling thing. That was kind of, you know, kept under wraps just because I didn't know how she would react to it. Right. Um, well, I, I, some, I don't know how she did, but she like Googled my name and I had a stage name at the time. It was Scarlet Salem. I don't have that stage name anymore, but when I first started modeling, I thought everybody had a stage name. So I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, come up with a name. Mm-hmm. So my mom, I guess, Googled my name, uh, Scarlet Salem, and yeah, some stuff popped up, and that was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but but you know, we had a good talk, and you know, I told her that you know this, you know, I'm sorry that you had to see that, but it's it's all tasteful. Like everything I did was tasteful. It was beautiful. It's you know more like. Um, Playboy type stuff, not right. you know hustler type stuff. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Although hustler did contact me. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, no, thanks. Playboy, <laughs> yeah. I would gladly do in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Hustler, no, there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, um, my mom, you know, she wasn't supportive at first, but then mm. you know, it took a few years. Um, it, but she saw, you know, how much I enjoyed it. She saw that, you know, um, it really spoke to me and it's, it's what I wanted to do. And it took her a few years, but you know, now she's like my number one fan. Oh, that's my, great. That's she's super supportive. I love yeah. my mom so much. She's, she's always been there for me through thick and thin. And honestly, I, I couldn't have done it without her. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Does she you watch know, the movies? Um, I tell her about some, yeah. <laughs> the, the, if I'm nude in any of the movies, I, I right. don't talk about those, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's, she's seen like a good amount of them and she's always like, when's, you know, when's more of your movies coming out? And, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. she's, she's super excited and, yeah. um, yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and my dad too, my dad, um, okay. I'm real quick. Uh, I met my oh, dad, I yeah. met my dad when I was 16 Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it was just one of those things. Um, but we have a very great relationship now. I love my dad. I love, you know, that whole side of the family and they're, they're all super, um, supportive as well. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know, yeah. um, 
And we actually had a blind our a screening of Blind uh, was at the um, Twin Cities Film Festival. We had it last October, mm-hmm. um, which is a really you know big film festival in Minnesota. Um, actually, in the U.S., it's one of the top ten, I believe. Oh, wow. um, and we were able to screen Blind there, and so you know all of our family and friends came out to the screening. You know because Joe, he's from Minnesota too. All of his mm-hmm. family came out. Like it was. Let me tell you, it was one of my most favorite experiences, you know, in the industry mm-hmm. ever. It was just yeah. being able to have that support um, and just showing them what we did. It just it meant so much. And Marcel came out with us. Uh, Jed Rowan, who plays Pretty Boy, came out. Ben, um, who plays Sushi Boy, came out to the screening as well. So, you know, we had a lot of the cast there. It was it was amazing such a great experience and to have people that support us our our friends that we haven't seen in a long time our family that we haven't seen in a long time it was just it was amazing yeah that's so awesome great. I, yeah i definitely look forward to the scene um another thing i miss is going to festivals and stuff yeah you know even just not making money and everything but you know uh going to these events and stuff you really miss What's that? Exp- not just that one, because obviously that one's personal to you, having your family and your friends there. But watching your movies on the big screen, what's that experience like? <laughs> it's it's weird. It's uh-huh. so weird. You're just like, oh my god. You know, I don't know. It's it's an amazing experience. I'm see. I'm not one that I'm like. I can't watch it. The one thing I can't do is after like, it's hard for me to watch something like playback. So. It's hard for me to watch, like, if I just, you know, finished a scene. They're like, oh, we're, you know, checking playback to make sure everything looks good right. and then we can move on. Um, it's hard for me to watch that because, you know, I'm just like, eh, I'd rather not watch you guys. You know, you guys are the professionals. You know what you're looking for. You right. know what you want. I'll just wait for the premiere. <laughs> but I've become more confident over the years. And so it's easier for me now to be like, okay, yeah, let me watch playback because, it's important actually to watch that because then you could see, okay, I don't like how that is. So if they want to do another take and if they're okay with it, I'm going to change it up or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So just so you know that you feel comfortable in the scene and you're, you're comfortable and happy with it as well. That's, you know, that's important too. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, cause I was on set for the first time in, um, in December. Uh, and, uh, I never thought of this before, but you can really tell the difference of watching something, you know, with just your own eyes and how it looks on, on camera. It's completely different. It's so different, you know, because, yeah. you know, the color correcting, the editing, you know, adding the music, it all, you know, it all plays a part. I mean, yeah. just watching something after you filmed it is it, it, it's completely different when it's a finished product that you see on the big screen. So, um, you know, the first time I saw myself on the big screen, gosh, I think it was for Pajama Party Massacre. I think we saw on the big screen, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we watched Pajama Party Massacre on the big screen. That was my very first time seeing myself on the big screen. And I was just uh-huh. like, oh, my God, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's it's great i love it because you know you just you get to see all the hard work that everybody put into it you know and you know starting from you know point a of the process and getting to the finished product it's just 
it's so different. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you appreciate it so much more. You're just like, oh, my God, it's amazing. How did they do that? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. So you said, uh, you know, earlier about when you were a teenager writing like horror scripts, then filming yeah. them. Have you ever thought of uh, of writing anything since then? Well, um, you know, I've done some writing stuff uh, in the past. I wrote for um, Shock Horror Magazine based out of okay. the UK. Um, I, I, did, I did that for like a good year or two, maybe. I can't remember. But um, And then, you know, Joe and I have written books together. What helps me is that Joe's a writer. So, you know, he kind of – I've learned a lot over the years from him. And um, I think it was right before we moved out here – I started writing a treatment um, uh, to a horror film. I started writing my own thing. Um, I haven't revisited it yet, and I don't know if I will. But, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. You never know. I mean, it's, it's, it's great to be creative in, in different ways um, and to stay, you know, just, just being as creative as possible. Um, but as far as the writing thing, I mean, you just, you never know. I might, I might yeah. you know, dabble a little more into it down the road. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun, but um, my, you know, my true passion is, you know, acting. So, sure. um, but you just never know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. What, what are you guys doing right now during the quarantine? No, right at this minute, but you know, <laughs> weeks or- God, it's, you know, oh gosh. Well, you know, we're catching up on TV shows. Right. Um, you know, I'm, you know, like you, Neil, I mean, you lost a lot of weight over the uh-huh. last, you know, what, over yeah, the last. About a year and four months or so, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Thank by the you. Way. You look amazing. And you're constantly out there, you know, running, you know, walking and. Yeah. You know, and I to stay have in to, shape. You have to. Yes. Yeah. Schedule my, I made sure to do it before, you know, the interview today. And good. For, know, see, so I, don't, I don't like to miss a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. And that's, that's the thing. It's like health and fitness has, um, it's a really important part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it always has been, but I, but what I used to do when I got out of, um, when I got out of, uh, uh, high school, I kind of dedicated my life to health and fitness, but I was doing it wrong. I was working out and then I would eat shitty. You can't work out and eat shitty. You can't because it's 80% diet, 20% fitness. Diet is so important. It's the key, if you want to lose weight, you have to eat properly. Mm. Um, and a lot of people think you can eat whatever you want and work out and you'll be fine. That's not the case. Um, you know, when you're first starting out anyway. Yeah. But um, so uh, so during quarantine here, um, you know, I'm 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 continuing to work out, eat healthy because you know what? When this shit is over. I'm going to be fucking ready to rock. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I do see no, a lot I mean, of people saying like they're getting all this weight and I'm thinking I'm still walking miles and, and eating well. And, we'll have to. I mean, uh-huh. Jesus, it is such a tough time right now. And mentally when this whole thing like first started, I couldn't mentally, well, like I said, I don't like change. Mm-hmm. It was so hard for me to wrap my head around what's going on. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's just, it's been a challenge, but you know, during, during this time, we've just been still trying to stay busy. I'm still auditioning. Um, what's great here in LA is a lot of casting directors right now are looking for new people because they have time. So they, they, um, they've been putting out casting calls to, you know, get possibly new clients and, and see new people and see, um, so I've been I've been doing a lot of auditions. I've been taping them um, with Joe's help. He's been amazing. He's super supportive. Uh, I'm working on a new reel right now, which I'm pretty excited about because I haven't had a new one in like two years. Oh I'm just I'm still waiting for a lot of footage, but you know I, I'm gonna use what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm just trying to stay busy and focused. And because you know, like I said, when this is all over, I'm gonna be ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And you know. Before this whole thing happened, I was supposed to shoot Bloodthirst um, out in Vegas uh, with the Mahal brothers. I've worked with them on Art of the Dead and uh, the upcoming Bridge of the Doomed. Uh, we were supposed to start shooting that uh, April 6th, but, you know, it's pushed now. Yeah, fortunately. Yeah. But they said the second this is lifted... They're gonna, we're gonna basically be right into production, which you know I'm super excited about, and you know I'm uh, uh, studying the script now and just staying as prepared as possible. Yeah, that's and true. and and as creative as possible. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, Joe's still writing. Um, he is keeping busy doing all that, and that's what we have to do right now. We just have to focus on what you know our goals are, and. Um, you know, stay positive because we will get through this. It might, it'll take time. Things are going to change, you know, but we're, we're all going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay positive. Big D. Um, Cause once I started eating better uh, and, uh, and, and walking staying active, mm-hmm. it re- not only, you know, it's great that I, I look better, but it really helped my mental well-being. much more positive person. Good. I don't get like depressed or anything. Yep. And, uh, and uh, not to, go on and on about this but definitely what you said about uh you know eating healthy and for people ask me for advice and i'll start telling them and then like uh some people will just be like oh, i don't want you know i just want to eat whatever i want it's like well, oh that's fine but do whatever you want but you're not gonna you know yeah, if you want to lose weight you have, you have to, to change something certain, you, know? you have to yeah. you can't change the and the um i could get on a whole tangent about um health and fitness because you know that's a big part of my life um kind of what started also- and you oh, also don't it? have to give up everything either because oh. I do a cheat meal once or twice a week so I can get my pizza once in a while yes. or today I had a fried fish sandwich. But then, it, but if you eat really, if you eat well all the other times, you know, yes. something like that's not going to have any effect no. on you. No, listen, you cannot restrict yourself. That's mm-hmm. like the worst thing you could do. There's a thing called moderation. You can eat basically a lot in moderation. Um and people have to realize that they, they, you're not, you don't have to give up anything. Just, just, you know, maybe have a little bit here, a little bit there and, and, you know, um, switch things up a bit, you know, add more veggies into your life, you know, yeah. um, you know, I'm never hungry. Cause I, if I was hungry all the time, I wouldn't be able to, you know, I wouldn't have been able to change my lifestyle or anything, but I just eat better stuff. You know, I eat a lot of yes. vegetables and then Good. I weigh my protein, you know, four ounces yes. of, Yes, I eat. I live on Cape Cod, so I can get a lot of uh, fresh seafood. So I eat mostly Ooh. seafood, chicken. Okay, good, good. I'm a vegetarian, but okay. Joe's a meat eater, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> when um, I was in LA, I was around a lot of uh, vegans, and honestly, 
everything was delicious, so I didn't mind it. I, it you would be hard what? here for me to eat vegan because, well, oh. right now you can't really go to a restaurant. But if I went to any restaurant, like, it would be basically like I could get a salad. But Listen, if you're in, like, in L.A., you can get really good vegan food. Let me tell you, times have changed. There is so much amazing vegetarian and vegan food out there that's super healthy, high in protein, low in carb. And, you know, it's so much easier nowadays, especially living out in California. It's so much easier to be a vegetarian or a vegan than it is, like, let's say back in Minnesota. You know, I mean, but it's changing. You know, they're they're adding... You know, there's a lot more vegetarian options now than there ever has been. And so it's really great, you know, having the options that we have now. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. yeah. Even when I go to Boston, which I haven't now in like a month and a half or whatever. But, you know, there's you. I can eat really well and have good food. And, you know, you can eat really healthy. Uh, in smaller right. towns, it's harder. Oh, 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 most definitely. But, yeah. you know, you, I do you most make, of my own cooking. Work. So, yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And I like to cook. So, good, good. Yeah. You know, especially at a time like now where, you know, some days are better than others, mm-hmm. but, you know, eating healthy will make you feel better in oh, general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's right now more than ever is so important to eat healthy. Because it's just going to make you feel better and and go for daily walks. Like I unfortunately live in an area. I love the area I live in. We're in North Hollywood. We're like right in the arts district. It's beautiful. But, you know, there's not a lot of places. I mean, you can walk around the neighborhood and stuff, but it's hard because there's people everywhere. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I try to find spots that I'm close to where there's not a lot of people and, you know, I isolate myself pretty much, but I'm still able to get outside and, you know, jog, walk. You have to get that vitamin D. I mean, that's so important. You can't just stay locked in the house. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I get it. You have to, but you still do need to try to get some sun. I mean, you have to just for your own mental well-being too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree 100. Um, percent That is a lucky thing here where I live is a small town. Yes. I, I I live across the street from the state forest. I could go up there. Oh, I could, you're so lucky. You know, I could walk. Or, you know, there's lots of places I could walk where Good. I'll maybe see two or three people at the most. You know, on a, like a, if it's a really nice day out, but yeah. usually I won't see anybody. Well, the thing is, I usually go to this place called Griffith Park. It's like it's like my second home. Like <laughs> before, you know, it, I I would hike there when I and listen. My motto is when I'm not working on a project, I'm working on myself. And it's so important working on yourself. And <clears throat> so when I'm not working on a project, I'll be hiking. I'll be cross training at the gym, you know, when all that's open. But right now they closed on uh, most of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trails are closed and stuff. And I get it. They're trying to make sure people don't conjugate, Yeah, you know. If I said that word correctly, I said that word I know, totally yeah. wrong. That's all right. I, I, th- I, I understood it, and I'm sure everyone knows. I, I'm not sure how you say it either. So I'll you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Congregate, um, I believe. Congregate. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> no, but I totally get it. But you still need to get out there and get some vitamin D. And it's just good for your own mental well-being. But, you know, 
what else we're doing during this quarantine is, you know, um, doing these podcasts. These podcasts are great. And thank you guys for doing this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy, I'm glad I've been doing them because, uh, I don't, you know, I'd be really bored. Uh, right. I like doing them anyway, but now it's, uh, you know, a lot more people want to come on and, yes. and, and, and I also think it gives people something to listen to. No, it does. And, and we need to, you know, just spread the word of positivity and, and just to show, you know, people that, you know, we are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. We just have to stay positive and hopeful. Um, and, you know, uh, connect with your friends. Mm-hmm. That That's really important right now, too. Even though yeah. we can't see them in person, you have to give them a call, Skype them, you know, um, uh, uh, Instagram them. Or, I mean, just friends and family stay in contact with. It's so important, especially right now. Yeah. Reach a lot out of people to people. Yeah, people used to look, well, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people look down like, oh, you're on the Internet all the time. But what it's really important right now because you wouldn't be able to stay in contact with most people. Oh, my gosh. Is it ever? It really is. It's, uh, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, by the way, before I forget, Griffith Park, is that where the old zoo is, too? Yes. All right, because I was there when I was out in L.A. We were trying to find uh, something to do. We were trying to film something there, but it didn't work out. But it was very ah. cool to go there and, and see the old, like, uh, I don't know if they were cages or what they were. But yeah, they it, were. It was a wild place to walk around. Yeah, and there's like graffiti everywhere. It's it's, yeah, yeah. it's really a cool place, but Griffith Park is huge. Like I, I don't even know how many miles it is, but it's it's huge and that's that's what I love about California. It's not just you know, it's not all just buildings everywhere and people everywhere. There's a lot of beauty. Even in LA, there's a lot of beauty, there's a lot of nature. Um and, you know, I love going there because it helps me clear my head and just, you know, taking a breath of fresh air because we need that, especially before all this, you know, you're always go, 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 you know, having those trails and and being able to be out in nature really helps me mentally focus and just it just makes me appreciate where I am in life and, you know, it's just for me mentally, it's, it's, it's a great place. I love it. And I miss it. And I want it to open again so bad. And I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> I agree. There's many things I miss, uh, going to the movies, going to festivals, yes. going places, I guess in general. But, you know, I mean, we, we still have to do what we can, oh, yeah, of course. you know, yeah. to stay yeah. safe and, and support, like it said, support each other, be there for each other. Um, cause right now can, is, you know, it's, it's dark for a lot of people right now. A lot of people are going through a lot, um, you know, hardships and, you know, we just, we just have to be there for each other and, you know, try to stay positive because we will get out of this. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you saw us, I don't know if you know, but Joel Reed, who uh, made uh, blood sucking freaks of really, he just, he just passed away yesterday. Well, I found out the news yesterday might've been a couple of days ago, but, I was really uh, bummed about that. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was a great guy. Went met him a couple times in Manhattan, and just a oh. really funny guy. But yeah, he that's, died from coronavirus. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Rest in peace. That's really sad. Yeah, it's it's you know it's 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 really hard right now. And I just want to give a shout out to all the people that are still working, 
the doctors, the nurses, the the um, grocery store clerks, uh, the yeah. truck drivers, like everybody that's still making um, the world go around right now. We appreciate you. And, you know, thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And, uh, and I don't think people uh, appreciate that enough sometimes. You know, I, like exactly. you said, like the grocery stores, like all these people are still working at the grocery store and they're around people constantly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even people that are still, you know, delivering our food and in mm-hmm. restaurants that are still open. That's why, you know, Joe and I try to support that as much as possible. We try, you know, to order food locally, you know, yeah. once or twice a week just to try to keep these businesses open because everybody's struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, was my cheat meal today. It was I had a, a, a fish sandwich at uh, Captain Scott's down the street. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It wasn't too bad of a cheat meal. Okay. <laughs> Just a bun. Okay. And you went on your walk, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I burnt more calories than was in the fish sandwich. But Well, getting back to getting back to the health thing real quick, mm-hmm. um, what I've learned over the years since I've really hunkered down on, you know, getting my health and fitness um, – you know, like really going is, you know, it took a while, but your body gets used to, um, you doing things a certain way. Uh And then, so when you do have that cheat meal, it just burns it off. Yeah. Cause you know, you trained your body to, you know, eat a certain way. I was really worried the first time I went somewhere after I changed everything. I was like, uh, like when I went to Chicago, I was like, I'm not going to be able to just, you know, eat the way. Plus I want to have some stuff that I don't normally, you know, have when, mm-hmm. when I'm there. And I was like worried, you know, uh, but then I came back and like, I gained like a pound or two. And then wow. like, and then like in a couple of days, it was all gone. And uh, it, it made me, you know, realize th- what you're just saying there, you know, when I'm away, I can, you know, cheat a little bit. And then uh, it's not going to be that big of a factor. No. Plus you don't go crazy or anything. No, Exactly. Yeah, your 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 body once you get it into check, your body into check, it it just burns that shit off. You know, I still was going for the walk. My friend Matt out there, he was because I'd go for a walk in Chicago, and he's like, he's like Neil, this is a Cape Cod. You can't go walking by yourself <laughs> at three thirty in the morning in Chicago. And I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. You got to be very yeah. careful where you are. <laughs> there was a lot of. Uh, I didn't really come in any trouble, but I did see a lot of coyotes, which I didn't think was. Oh in yeah. Uh huh. Oh, in Chicago. Yeah, I was like almost every night. There was. Uh, I went every night. He told me he was. He's like, do I have to go and lock your door? Like, so you don't go out. But yeah, every almost every night I'd see uh, coyotes, which I had no idea was in Chicago. Oh my goodness, that's crazy! I didn't know that. We, um. The Griffith Park area that I go to, there's a bunch of coyotes. Um, I've seen bobcats, a bunch of different snakes. Like, it, it gets pretty crazy out there. <laughs> yeah. Those coyotes mom, were right. My mom's always like, you got to be careful when you're hiking. You know, there's also a, a couple of lions that live. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that live out there, too. But um, they don't usually come out till at night, but I've never seen them. So hopefully I never see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a way, Mom it's like, lion. oh, that's cool. It's a lion. But then it'd be like, oh, shit, that's a lion. Oh, so. <laughs> shit. If, if I see it, it probably sees me. <laughs> yeah. When I was, uh, my friend Annabelle and I were in uh, Hunter Mountain in New York, and there was a black bear, a brown oh. bear, uh, 
like in in the uh, parking lot of her hotel, and she's like, "Oh, let's go up to." I was like, "No, it's a bear. Like, let's go to the hotel. Like, oh, I know it's cute, God. but you don't go up to a, to a bear." It was going yeah. in the trash. It was a hungry bear. It's like I think that's not something we should go up and pet. Probably not. <laughs> but it was pretty. Uh, I will. I will admit it was. It was oh, cool. I bet. I bet. But yeah, stay away from it. <laughs> so Root Woods out right is out now. People can get it on uh, video on demand. Can you yes. get the physical? You can, well, you just got the DVD, so you can also. Yes, get the, I did. Yes, you oh. can order it on Amazon. Um, there might be a few other places you can order it, but Amazon's probably the best right now. Yeah, and uh, do you know when Blind's coming out? I'm not. Uh, I haven't had like a definitive answer. I'm not at liberty to say. Oh, I, I People, but um, let's just say this will be a good year for some releases. So. All right. Very cool. <laughs> Looking forward to that. We're uh, super also, excited. Yeah, you're also in Hanukkah, which is also out now. Yes, I have a I have a fun part in that, um, and Joe Netter plays the Hanukkah killer in that. Uh, that movie's so awesome. And he's great as the Hanukkah killer, not just because he nailed it. <laughs> and I'm not just saying it because I'm his girlfriend, but uh-huh. he he nailed that shit. He looks amazing in it. <laughs> Yeah, he does, and he has a lot of presence uh, yeah. on cameras. The killer, yes, good. Yeah, and Victoria Demar is like an amazing scream queen in it. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, it's fun. She really, really. Well, that wasn't her. It. I was just saying it's fun. Right after I said, but her her role is not necessarily fun. It's uh, it's crazy. Funny. Yeah, the, the scariest part of. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that night like? The uh, the premiere for Hanukkah. Well, I didn't go to the premiere. Um. I, I think that was like, was that the actual premiere? Was that the night I saw you? Yeah, that. Well, I think there was a premiere the uh, earlier. For yeah, like, like a, an early. Yeah, this was. I'm not sure what it was called, but this, I, I think <laughs> it was the premiere of the final cut. I guess. When when I saw the final cut, I didn't even see the other cut. But when I saw the final cut on the big screen, that was at the Chinese theater. Yeah. Um. Oh, it was amazing. I was. I was just like, oh, my gosh, it, it looks great. The music by Harry Manfredini is fucking awesome. Um, you know, it's and you have Sid Haig, PJ Souls, yeah. like it, that cast is amazing. Um, and I thought everyone did a great job. Um, I'm I'm happy with the movie and, you know, I can't wait for people to see it. Now, Joe has a lot of history with Sid. Um, yes. You must have been around him a lot. Do you have any memories of stand out with Sid? Oh, always. Um, Joe, I came into the picture, I would say, five years into Joe already doing these conventions. Um, so, yeah, he was very close with Sid. Um, but my one of my favorite moments is um, I can't remember what show it was at. It might have been a Mad Monster Party. Um but Sid, uh, he would always make, he would like be a bartender All right. and he would make this drink called uh, gumball martinis uh-huh. and they were the best fucking drink ever. Sid, you know, he just had this presence about him. He was just, mm-hmm. he was so kind. He loved to talk to people. You know, he always had a smile on his face um, and, you know, he had some of the, he had the best stories i mean he's been around since 
you know, um, the the seventies working in film, maybe even and, earlier. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, I remember, yeah. I remember having dinner with him one night, and he's talking about like like a cowboy TV show he was on, and I was just like. He's just been, he's like every era of stuff is just, you know, crazy to think about all the stuff he's been in. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And he had such a career, um, you know, and he was such a great guy. And he, you know, he was one of those that would do, you know, a lot of the conventions. So he would, you know, and he never changed his prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always bring that up. Yes. You know, some people will have the prices. And I was like, Sid always, it was $10, I think, for an autograph. And he always had a line and yep. he was been at, you know, like he was at like every convention. And uh, so a lot of those people had to have already seen him. But yep. the fact that he had, you know, he was fun to talk to. He would talk to everybody and he'd have, uh, you know, inexpensive prices. People even who had met him before would, would still go up and then talk to him again. And I think that's a good lesson for a lot of people. Oh, and that goes back to what you and I were saying earlier is mm-hmm. You have to be a people person if, you know, and, and put on a face for people. I mean, that's what they want to see. That's what keeps them coming back and just be being friendly. And, you know, that goes a long ways. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yes. And th- that's a huge uh, blow to the conventions. Uh, you know, Sid Haig not being there. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's it's really hard. And, you know, we miss him dearly. And yeah. One of the guys, too, that would always be at, you know, after the convention itself would end, he'd always be at the after party. Always. That yep. adds so much to the atmosphere of the show. A hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's uh, dearly missed. And it's and, and, and the convention circuits, you know, now even it's going to change so much, especially, you know, with what's happening. Yeah. Like everything's going to change from here on out. So I just I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I mean, I don't do a lot of conventions anymore. Um, I maybe do like one a year, but, um, you know, once I get more stuff coming out, that might change. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't uh, done a lot either. I was at Mad Monster this year, which was right before everything started to happen. Right before the shit hit the fan. (laughs) Yeah. It was very (laughs) fun to see everybody again. I hadn't seen Eben for a little while because he wasn't at the premiere of his own movie. You're right. I don't know what's up with that guy. I but. I don't know if he was busy or I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. um, who knows? He does, and apparently he doesn't wear shoes anymore. He was just walking around with socks the whole time at the at the convention. What? But I don't know. Yeah, he's a weird <laughs> man. That, that, but but he's much happier too. He, since he's a he's a healthier guy. He used to always be very uh, sour and, and mm-hmm. mean, but he's, he's very friendly now. Oh, but I like Evan a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah, and definitely check out Hanukkah. I think it's out now, but um Yeah, it is. And uh when I was at Man Monster, they had the uh the pre-sale of the VHS tape. Yeah, we got one. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's like they had like a hundred copies or something. I don't know if they have any left, but um that's cool. I like that that VHS is coming back, even if it's just a collector's item. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. you know, why not? It's cool. Yeah. I my the first movie my mom ever bought me was Creep Show on VHS and the Clam Shell, and I still have it here on my shelf. the The tape does not work. I know oh that. no! <laughs> but it's a cool Clam Shell. It's a cool case, and I'll always uh, have it there. Plus, VHS tapes were very expensive at the time, so uh, yep. it was it's a pretty pretty awesome uh, thing to buy me back in <laughs> I don't know eighty five or something. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Child's Play was the first horror movie. What are some of your favorite horror movies? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can't go wrong with that. You know, a lot of the originals, um, Exorcist. Um, another one of my favorites, actually, what not a lot of people know, is Demon Wind. What is the, I, that movie? Uh, I'm going to cheat and look it up. I know yeah. the name of it. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've it's, seen it. It's just, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I know this movie, yeah. What What sold me on it when I first saw it was the VHS, the cover. <laughs> Yeah. Was was hologram, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" But All yeah, right. that's, that I like that movie a lot. Um, you know, the Return of the Living Dead's, yeah, uh, Friday awesome. the Thirteenth, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, oh. all those classics. Those are all my favorites. Yeah, yeah. There, I'm sorry, I was looking at Demon Wind because then also Demon Wind Patch came up when I was looking this up. I was like, oh, I kind of would like that. It's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, it <laughs> the is the monster. Yeah. Jumping out of the window. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and it's cool that, uh, you know, a lot of the independent movies have, you know, practical effects. Mm-hmm. And the, I think it's because people, you know, we grew up watching watching that, and that's what we want to see in our horror movies. Oh, 100%. Well, like like in Rootwood, um, mm-hmm. we have, that's that's like a, a very cool monster in Rootwood. Yeah, it's, it's like a creature feature as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kwame Head, he... He made the costume. He also played the creature. And um, he also did the effects in Blind. So, you know, he's so good at what he does. Um, You know, and and I appreciate anybody that's doing practical effects. You know, it's easier to do um, uh, digital nowadays and special effects that way. But it's like it means more when it's, you know, practical. Yeah, there's a lot of things that like the uh, you don't get the weight like you could tell there's something there if you're not like even if you're not thinking of it, I think your eye and your mind knows like the weight's not there with like. Yeah. A, and uh, and I always think like even bad practical effects has a charm to it, whereas yeah. bad, bad CG is just bad. Oh, it's my not gosh. like fun or it's just, wow, that looks really bad. Yeah, you're you're more focused on okay, how does that look? Why does it look that way? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's so fake, you know. Right. Uh, that's so. Uh, well, yeah. you know, even like a silly monster, if it's there, it's like, oh, this is fun. Exactly. Yeah, I'm all about the practical effects. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I want to watch Demon Wind now. Now I'm looking at all these. No, it's like, you know, rewatching it. It uh-huh. it's it. I see. I watched it when I was young. Mm-hmm. So like it just you know it has that effect on you when you watch oh, yeah, young. Yeah. It just it's 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 a unique movie, but it's right. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. I mean, well, you know, you up, you're you're attached to it. You know, well, you, of part of it is you have the memory of watching when you're a kid. And... Well, you know, and and I love the Romero movies. You know, oh, the yeah. de- the dead movies. I love um you know Carpenter, um all of that. I mean. It's such a big fan. That's very cool. So it's very cool to have uh, grow up watching these things, and now you're in these things. You know, it's 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 surreal. <laughs> but like I said, I'm super grateful. I love what I do, and um, you know, I don't see myself doing anything else but this. Very good. So where could people follow Sarah French online? Not to your home. Well. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm, you know, I, I do a lot on there. Also Facebook. Um, those are probably the two, two best places to find me. All right. Very good. I follow you on both. And I follow you on both. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, this has been very fun and we should do it again sometime. Uh, yes. I, when Blind comes out, we'll definitely, exactly. we'll all come on. And you still have to uh, uh, interview Marcel too. Yes, I do. Uh, we were going to set it up and then um, I don't know what happened, but it didn't happen. But we'll, we'll definitely do it. Now is the time to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was because uh, it was been a, it was a few years ago when I had him on the last time. But yeah, yeah, we got a lot of new stuff to talk about. A lot. Yes. Yeah. But he's all about it. So it's going to happen. I'll just uh, I'll nag. I'll nag him. Sometimes I'm bad about nagging people, but That's I'll okay. nag him. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I'll tell him Sarah told me it's okay. Yes. <laughs> Sarah said it. <laughs> well, very good. I appreciate you doing this. It's been very fun. Well, thank you, Neil. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. We'll do it again. All okay. Right. Yeah.